Hello friends and welcome to Virtual Strangers 37. I am your host Wes. With me as always, my good friend Roots Roots. Looks like we got a pretty banging show lined up today. What we do, you do think? actually. There's a lot of good things, especially the uh, Sony State of Play. There's so many games that they uh, kind of went into detail about, and um, which is good for PlayStation VR people because uh, last month or two has not been that exciting. So right now, it's a pretty exciting time, right? Yeah, man, it's interesting. You know, Sony State of Play... For those of you who don't know, uh, was just announced this week that uh, next week, December 10th at 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, we're going to get the, I think, fourth installment of Sony's State of Play. And it comes at an interesting time, uh, from a VR perspective, that is. It comes at an interesting time because clearly Sony's been behind the eight ball with uh, pushing the PSVR platform in this kind of in-between generation phase that we're entering. And uh, with VR blowing up all around it, with with all the advancements that have been pushed forth by Oculus and Valve, VR is blowing up, and all of a sudden, for the first time since, uh, uh, you know, for the first time in a couple of years, we'll say, Sony seems to be a step behind. So the timing of this day to play very interesting right yeah, Roots? yeah hopefully we'll hear something you know maybe that's why um they weren't going to be able to get what they had to announce out for the holidays so they figured why not wait for this right yeah no hold on just a second here because i'm seeing two sets of time here uh 3 p.m 6 a- okay yeah oh i was right 6 a.m pacific 9 a.m eastern that's early, right, man? You're going to get up to watch the stage oh, play? Of course, dude. Like, who isn't? I think I was going to call out sick for work that day. Um, you know, what's not? it's worth losing money to watch that. No, I don't think I'll be. Well, maybe I will be. I do get up early, so. Um, but uh, I'm not one to usually watch stuff like that. Uh, I usually wait for the um, the shows that talk about it after, you know. Well, last The last one was interesting because people came out of it saying, man, Sony didn't talk about VR, but in, in reality, there was like well, five, six, seven VR titles that, that they uh, either announced or revealed or, or, or gave some kind of new footage or, or something, uh, most of which we have now at this point. So I guess it's, it is about time for another one of these. Uh, but this time, they're, first of all, they stated that this has nothing to do with playstation 5 so if you're tuning in looking for ps5 info they're not going to do that uh the rumor is they're going to be attending e3 uh this year unlike last year when they skipped it sony is uh rumored to be attending e3 and the speculation is is that's when they're going to uh reveal playstation 5 but what we are going to get with this week's state of play is we're going to get around 20 minutes of content which features new game reveals, release date announcements, new gameplay footage, and a, an update on PlayStation Worldwide Studios. And that's really the part that I'm looking forward to the most is because I know that Sony London Studios and Japan Studios are working on games right now. And, uh, you know, those are, for those of you who don't know, those are the developers behind Blood and Truth and Astrobot Rescue Mission. And I want to know what these guys are doing. 
So uh, when they say they're going to update us on PlayStation Worldwide Studios, I get a little bit excited. Rich. Yeah, I don't blame you, actually, because uh, we were just saying, where is Astrobot 2? And it would make sense, like I said, with the PlayStation 5 another year away, um, maybe somewhere in between one of these games is going to come out, so they're going to announce it now, and um, that's my hope. Probably not, but uh, I would love to hear Astrobot 2 is coming out. Um, or even if they said in between Astrobot 2, we're going to give you a DLC. That would be cool, right? A couple more levels or a couple more worlds. That would be really badass. I, I would pay for it. Yeah, you know, I, I would go for paid DLC on Astrobot. Just give me more. And there's a, there's a handful. There's probably 10 good PSVR titles that I would gladly pay for more content. I don't need a new game engine. I just need more levels, you know. Let me play more Astrobot. Let me play more Rush of Blood. Give me uh, some more Farpoint to play. Uh, I'll, I'll gladly pay. What for about it. Uh, Last of Us One uh, in VR? Would you be behind that? <laughs> I, I will be behind that when they do that on PlayStation. Yeah, 5. that'd be so badass, right? When it comes out. Yeah, you're right. It's not. It's, they can't put that out now. It's not going to work on this one, but the next one, absolutely. Oh. You know, nothing would nothing would surprise me anymore because the things that they're already doing on PlayStation Four uh, amaze me. So when I see things like Borderlands Three on there and Skyrim runs on it, and you know, why not? You know, The Last of Us is that is a PlayStation Three game. Let's not forget uh, they remastered it for PS Four, but uh, it's an older generation game. So you know, maybe they could if they wanted to. Uh, I don't think they will. I think. Uh, like I said before, if we ever see any of those types of ports, it'll be next gen. But uh, it's fun to think about anyway. Yeah, there's some some really good ones. Uh, what was that one uh, with coal and the electricity? Um, what? Talking about uh, infamous. Yeah, dude. I th there's so yeah. many people that would love. I'd love to play that man sliding along on those um, electric uh, things and shocking shit. Um, it's made almost made for VR, right? It would be awesome. Yeah, it seems, I've said it many times, that game seems like it was made for VR. How perfect would it be just to glide through the city and grinding power lines and, and, and striking down enemies with, with your lightning hands? Yeah, maybe Zeke would change his mind. He wouldn't try to screw us over this time. Probably not. Who knows? Anyway, so back to the state of play. Um, again, interesting timing because... Uh, first of all, we never know if they're going to talk about VR or not. But uh, if they do, it's an interesting time, not only because, you know, they've been so quiet on the PSVR front for the last, you know, four to six months, and people are wondering, where are the games, Sony? Where are the games? Uh, it's interesting timing in that aspect, but it's also interesting timing because we've had a week jam-packed with PSVR news. And you'd think, if they're going to talk about PSVR, that they would have saved some of this stuff, right, for the state of play. Um, so, yeah, my thinking is here that uh, if they're going to talk about VR in the state of play, it must be something pretty good because we've got a pretty good lineup of uh, PSVR announcements this past week. So, uh First of all, Shadow Legend VR. Those of you who are not aware, this is kind of a, 
I don't know. Would you say it's kind of a Skyrim style game, but but a little less RPG? Yeah, it's more dungeon crawler. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit less. And uh, but it was really I don't know. This was this game for me um, was one of the first games in a generation that started where it just felt so good to play. It was it was just a different um type of dungeon crawler and i i just like i've said before i was giddy i was like oh my god it's climbing across stuff and it just felt good so yeah get the cooked steak i mean who doesn't want to cook steak so this 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 tells you how far we've come in vr in the short time since they launched this game you remember when we first saw this trailer and how cool everybody thought it was that you could feed the carrot to the horse. Yeah. Now it's like, that ain't shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, who cares about that, right? Yeah, dude. I I, uh, I just came through from Nostos today where you can feed another player by shoving food in their face. <laughs> it was really cool. I was like, oh, my God, I, I'm hungry, and somebody was shoving food in my face. It was cool. So. Yeah. Um, Shadow Legend VR, uh, a solid pc vr title was announced this week that it's on its way over to psvr early next year uh the psvr version will also launch with several improvements based on feedback from the pc vr launch uh the developer vitruvius vr said our biggest complaint on pc was about the length of the game and now we've spent the last eight months adding content so the game feels very complete now. So that was one of your big complaints about it, right, Roots? When you played through this thing, it's like the, the first half of it was awesome, but then it just kind of dropped off and it felt kind of like an incomplete game. It felt right? like it was rushed. And it felt kind of like it all of a sudden was over. Um, but yeah, they added several things. I don't know. Did they, everything they've added to this is in the PC version, right? Or is it some of it coming after the effect? Uh, the, the way it was written it was, it was ambiguous because it was written that uh, that they've delayed it this long. The reason it's taken this long to come to PSVR is because they wanted to have more content for it. So I don't know have they have they updated it and added. I know they say that there's two new levels and over seven hours of, of, of gameplay in the. Uh, in the campaign yeah see i don't know i know they added you know more to that last boss and a couple of other things before we actually reviewed it um because we were talking about how they were adding stuff um so i don't know man i don't know i'll have to look into that because if they did add stuff i might go back in and check it out because it was um a really good game and it's actually uh gonna be a really good game for playstation vr um you know i mean it's not no skyrim but uh um it's definitely really uh I mean, Skyrim isn't, um, this one was made from the ground VR up, so you can feel, it feels better than Skyrim in a sense. It's not as open world, but as far as the movement and stuff, so. Right, well, it's a, it's a timely release for uh, PlayStation VR. PlayStation VR has actually come back a little bit in the last few weeks, and it's largely due to the, the PC ports that are coming over. There's been a ton of them, and there continues to be, and this is one of the better ones. Uh, I'll go ahead and give you the quote. The quote is, uh, the game also has, and this, this is a quote, the game also has two brand new levels mm. which were added post-PCVR launch and has generally been polished to improve the combat and mechanics. 
that sounds like they made it and it's not on PC. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, so maybe they'll get something exclusive for a while and eventually they'll bring it over to PC and... Uh, um, so that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, PSVR version will require move controllers to play and will cost the same as the PC VR version at 25 bucks. Shadow Legend will release on the North American and European PlayStation stores for PSVR on January 21st of 2020 so a good time for them to come over there as usual there's going to be an influx of new players in the playstation vr having gotten vr for christmas and now all of a sudden they have this uh fairly intermediate to high level vr game coming over from pc yeah yeah it's definitely good anyway a good game so uh, the point is if you're going to talk about vr on state of play wouldn't you think that'd be something they'd want to hold? Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is like all these games that we're ta about to talk about, um, they're all things that should be talked about in that, which kind of, again, gets me hyped for a big announcement um, because there's not much. I mean, they should be talking about this stuff, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, tons of PSVR news. We got news on Dreams this week, and... Um, dreams we've talked about it in recent weeks here uh how our confidence is beginning to wane that they were going to be able to uh actually live up to their promise that this game would support vr on launch they've said it you know time and time again that when this game comes into full release that it's going to support vr and uh over time it's become more and more doubtful and this past week they have confirmed our fears roots dreams developer media molecule has confirmed that it's anticipated ps4 creation suite will not support sony's vr headset when the full game finally comes around uh this came to us via twitter um from the communications manager abby uh i think it's pronounced hepe uh, I think, I don't know, that's how it's spelled. In the tweet, uh, Hepe assured that the team was planning to support PSVR, quote, as soon as possible. So, Roots, um, no surprise here, right? No, you called that months ago. Like, you, you were saying there's no way the Slim could run that. Um, even the Pro would, would be um, struggling. But, you know... They said as soon as possible, and we know exactly when that is. So at least we know when it'll be announced for um, PlayStation, and that's when the PS5 comes out. Because there's no way this this current gen it's just held back by the slim. That's just the honest truth. If you could say okay, it's going to be pro only, and then PS5, they could probably do it. But um, Sony's committed that they're not going to do that. So, which is good. Um, which is bullshit, though, because I got a pro now. If it was a month ago, then I would say it was bullshit that if they did it. So uh, that's the roots of the world. Um, you know, what I found interesting, you know, I, I pulled this story from Upload VR, and they tend to editorialize when they when they do their news stories, the same way that we do here on uh, Virtual Strangers. And their sentiment was that they think that... Um, this could be a sign that uh, they're planning to launch concurrently 
with PlayStation 5, or at least within the launch window of PlayStation 5. And in my opinion, I think this is just the opposite. I think if they were planning to launch with PS5, they wouldn't be dropping VR support right now. I think the reason why they're dropping the VR support is because they want to launch now. So I think by spring, we're probably going to have Dreams in the flat version. And uh, also this past week, they announced that uh, the time is almost up. If you want to get on on their, uh, their early, their beta access copies that they're selling i think i paid 30 bucks for mine uh that they're only going to be doing that for a short period of time so if you want to get that discount if you want to go ahead and pick up your copy of dreams early uh time's running out you better uh get in there and get what's it. the price going to be when it's raised like 60 i don't know I've, I've said many times if this game turns out to be what they're saying that it is it, it's easily worth 100 bucks i know they won't charge that for it but I'd gladly pay it because uh, this is uh, basically uh, their vision here is going to be unlimited VR games. And obviously they're not going to be AAA VR games, but I believe in the creativity of people and I've seen it time and time again. And while uh, there's, I'm sure there's going to be thousands of, of janktacular VR experiences on dreams, Every now and then you're going to come across that diamond in the rough and there's going to be ratings. So we're not going to have to just, you know, check everything to find the good ones. We're going to know what's good and what's not. And this is going to be an endless source of content for people who have VR headsets eventually if they're able to do what they're planning on. And that's pretty priceless if you ask me. Yeah, I've seen some of the... um some of the things people have already done just in the early access or in the beta or whatever, some of the videos recently in the last week, actually I almost pulled a couple of them for this. Um, and they look pretty cool. Obviously it's not VR, but like you said, they, they, you know, it's people's, uh, creativity and imagination. And, uh, um, you can never put a limit on that, especially when people are just have an open platform. So, yeah, yeah, I've I've done the same thing. I've I've watched quite a bit of content on this actually, just trying to get a my uh, an idea of what kind of things people are doing on it. You know, I picked up the only thing that you have access to right now really is the creator tools, and you can play some of the experiences that people have made. But it's a very limited version of what the full game is supposed to be. Uh, the full game is going to launch with a full story campaign created uh, with their tools that they're giving everyone access to. Mm. Um, so yeah, I went ahead and threw the $30 down on it because I think it's going to launch probably at twice that much. And, uh, I just got it for the deal. I, I, I bought it and I haven't even booted it up. Not even one time. That's crazy. Crazy talk. But, uh, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, in my opinion, I think upload VR is a little off base here. I think the fact that they've dropped the VR support and the fact that they're getting ready to drop the beta version points to an imminent release to me. Uh, so I think uh, spring next year, probably we're going to be seeing dreams. Yeah, I agree. Why would they, why else would they say that? You know, why would they just keep it going if they were going to postpone it? So, yeah, it'd be kind of a weird statement to make. We don't think we're going to be able to support VR a year from now on a new console. Like, why the hell not? You've got a year, fix it. You know what yeah. I mean? So, uh, yeah, that I thought, I found that a little bit strange uh, from the guys there at Upload. Um, 
a lot of the stuff that, that's created in, in dreams, uh, very visually appealing, very beautiful. I mean, look at that. That's beautiful. Um, not the only beautiful images coming from PSVR World this week, though. We got a new trailer and a new peek at Paper Beast. And uh, Paper Beast is the new game from the mind of French developer uh, Eric Chahi, best known for his 1991 adventure, Another World. Now, I, I'm trying to remember Another World. People keep talking about Another World like it's this awesome thing. Is it um, any way related to the Out of This World, the older games that used to be on uh, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis? I don't know. I've never heard of it, but uh, I know I remember a different world. You know, spin off from the Cosby show, but that's a different thing. <laughs> but no, yeah, I never heard of it either. But uh, if everybody's raving about it, I think I would have. But maybe it's a hidden gem that I've never heard of. So maybe I need to check it out, right? This Because this thing looks amazing. If it's as good as this, then, uh, or as good as this looks, then um, I really do need to check it out. Yeah, this looks beautiful. And, uh, you know, the lighting in this thing looks next level for playstation vr kind of looks like uh like a an oculus game doesn't yeah. it yeah yeah that's one of the things that i just keep getting blown away more and more as the technology uh advances is it's getting hard to find a game that doesn't have really good lighting you know they're they're really yeah. nailing it so yeah uh probably updates to the engines i would imagine that are allowing because i mean even uh the indie games now are just amazing looking, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think it's probably a, a lot to do with updates to Unreal Engine and updates to Unity, especially. Uh, Unity's gotten way better from what I understand. Um, anyway, uh, in this latest look at Paper Beast, we travel to icier climates where spiky tumbleweeds freeze water with a single touch and animals start to skid and slip across the ways and uh there's also some new creatures in this little trailer here too so uh before we just had desert footage which was was cool looking but uh you know how cool an ice level always is especially in vr and uh it changes the physics it changes the whole feel of the game and uh it looks like we've got one coming here for paper that water looks amazing and the way that um that bug or whatever when it was chasing the uh the heat of that meteor and then also um you could see it coming out of the water or whatever as it was melting the water was pouring off of it or whatever melting off um it looks really good uh i mean even better like you said the lighting looks amazing but i mean this whole thing looks just freaking crazy so i i, I do want i want to check this out for sure yeah, it looks cool. It looks interesting. Certainly the type of thing that you would think that Sony would want to talk about on their state of play in two days from now, you know. Um, it's an interesting uh, situation because either they're not going to talk about VR, and that's the reason why we're seeing all this stuff, or they've got some really cool stuff because obviously they're not going to save some half-hearted BS and let the good stuff just float out to the media on its own uh so i think it's going to be all or nothing with state of play in a couple of days gorn we got some news on gorn gorn was supposed to launch on playstation vr by the end of 2019 we found out this past week that the port of gorn 
from Devolver Digital and Free Lives has been delayed to early 2020 roots. Uh, I'd rather wait for a game than wait for a patch, right? Yeah. I wonder what's holding it up. It's not like this game's really that graphically intensive, but uh, um, I mean, I guess it could be a lot of things, but uh, yeah, I'd rather rather have it come out once instead of, um, you know, have it come out all janked. So. I'm sure they're they're trying to. Uh, well, I don't know because this game had weird locomotion anyway, didn't it? it had like grab and pull locomotion. It did in the beginning, and you could still do that. Um, but once I was able to run around with the uh, um, locomotion, it, it changed everything. Like it. So it makes you wonder: Are they going to implement move locomotion because there's no thumbsticks for them? So that means they have to use the move buttons or use some other kind of button-based uh, locomotion to, to give people uh, that freedom. I would hope so, right? I didn't like the drag thing at all. It was weird. It just didn't feel right and uh, didn't make me want to, it made me not want to play it. And then once they patched in locomotion, I was like, this is awesome. So um, hopefully the devs realize that and don't uh, screw up the uh, PlayStation VR people. So. Yeah, I think this is actually uh, a good game to port to uh, PSVR. I think the PSVR community is going to dig it. It's a, a very funny and very violent uh, arcade-style melee game. Very gory and, and fun in, in that sense. It, it has a unique feel to it. Uh, you kind of get addicted to bashing people's skulls in. And... Uh, I feel like uh, if they implement some uh, very basic move locomotion schemes, that this is actually going to play very well with the move controllers. I feel like uh, uh, that this this could turn out to be a really good port. Yeah, I agree. Isn't it funny how everybody always says uh, Blade and Sorcery? They always compare this to Blade and Sorcery, and they always say this is better. And I could see it. Like, if you took Blade and Sorcery and you took the game and you did moved it into the exact same game as Gorn as far as like you have this arena and you're progressing through levels and you're unlocking weapons and there's actually a game to it. It could be amazing. You know what I mean? It's just, that's what's cool about Gorn is it there's actually a, a there's reasons to go in and you're unlocking shit and you're unlocking bosses and you're it's, it's a game dude. Um, it's not a tech demo. Uh, and Blade and Sorcery even is starting to become a little bit, I guess, outdated and even in its sense because you've got other games that are coming out. And granted, you're not doing swords and stuff, but the phys physics are next level compared to it. So it's going to lose its oomph. You know what I mean? In my opinion, yeah. anyway. Yeah, so. the people who are playing, still playing Blade and Sorcery, from what I understand, are are the modders. The people who are adding stuff into it, changing the skins, adding new weapons, things like that. I don't think very many people are playing the base version of it anymore. No, add some game. Give me a reason to play it, a story, or even just a progression, and I would want to play it. I mean, I it just I got bored after fifteen minutes. So, yeah, how fun was uh, until the fall? I mean, and it's that same deal. It's melee combat, and it's not even like uh, your, your basic rpg style it's a roguelike so it's just you know i mean there's the there is some story more than we even realized would come to find out 
there is some story to until you fall but at the end of the day it's just wave-based melee and uh a ton of fun yeah right? yeah even that other one with the um all those waves of them ninja legends or whatever oh that, yeah that, that one's amazing that had too. no story yeah no story and it was just amazing fun combat so yeah we need to get back into ninja legends man yeah yeah i still haven't tried the wolverine claws and this game kind of reminded me of that because i saw you know them using that but uh i want to i want a hugh jackman someone's ass and shove it right up their neck so you want to jack <laughs> never what? never mind so, that did sound pretty bad actually um <laughs> you want a huge what <laughs> oh man <laughs> all right uh yeah so uh gorn delayed to early 2020 interesting they didn't say january but uh kind of understandable they probably don't want to put themselves in a box once you start date setting uh it's all downhill from there yeah. uh that's not it that's not it the the ports keep rolling in sacrilith the archer's tale developer odd meter recently confirmed that the console version of the game is coming in early december this game is a bow and arrow shooter which you take down legions of guards swarming from ang every angle uh roots Sacrilith, one of the original VR archery games. Um, I heard it's pretty tough. Have you ever played it? I never it? tried it, actually, and I was watching the video earlier, and I was thinking, I don't know why. I've heard about it many times. I've seen it, um, like the picture of it in sales or whatever. Just never. Uh, maybe Anthony got me on in death, and I just never tried this one, so. Um, I'll have to ask Mame Fan if it's any good, because I, I guarantee he's probably played his way through it. He's played everything, so. Um, but it looks good. It does look good. It actually, uh, people keep telling me that uh, I should play in death because it's it's the gameplay is so you great. You should I've play in it. death. That's me that keeps telling you that. There's <laughs> no more than just you, uh -huh. but. Um, something like this looks more appealing to me than in death by by a lot actually yeah see the in death is just um i think i think it's it's gonna blow you away you're not it kinda, it's gonna be better than you think um so far it's the best bow and arrow game i've ever played in vr um even better than the lab to me um i need to try this one apparently if it's that good but uh um it's just really good man and those things are creepy in there in your face and um it's it's got everything you need, exploration, and uh, so. And Q main fans comment, Wes hasn't even played the lab either. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm too good for free shit, bro. Yeah, dude. Especially three-year-old free shit. Yeah, that's garbage. So, uh, it's hot garbage, right? It is. It's hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> hot trash. Yeah. All right. Uh, one more. I, again, though. Uh, Sacrilith, uh, another fairly big title coming to PSVR. Just the sort of thing that you would expect to hear on Sony's state of play. Especially after this last month or two of constant criticism from the VR community for not having enough good content coming in. These are the type of things you'd want to promote, celebrate. Odd that it's just trickling out yeah. on its own. Mm-hmm uh fuji a game we just talked about uh maybe on the monday show last week one of our episodes last week is this trippy ass cosmic gardening game 
pretty much. Uh, look how real realistic those graphics yeah, are. Yeah, I know, man. Uh, <laughs> I can't, can't believe how how um, bamboozled Roots was last week by that. That looked good, man. I was like, wow, dude, if they can make it look this good, dude, I want to get in this game. But I'll tell you what, um, right before the show, or eh, when you were doing um, what you do, and putting together the show, I went into this for about yeah, 30 or 45 minutes. And... Um, it was uh, on Viport, and it was really cool. It's actually kind of like a puzzle game, dude. Like, you're doing different stuff. You're on, um, finding these little orbs, and you're collecting them, and then you find these uh, different circle things. You put them in, and it opens up the next part. But the coolest part is there's these things you sprinkle this water on, and once you get enough, it goes into the triangle for energy. And when you touch the energy, it shoots this beam up in the air, and then it, like... It goes out so far and then everything goes it sends a pulse and everything that goes to that pulse comes to life and changes in color and um you have all these different pathways to go to and explore and open i guarantee you're gonna really enjoy it wes and it ran buttery smooth on my um on the rift s and uh i would recommend even just playing for 30 minutes um it was really cool i enjoyed it and uh i can't wait to get back into it and look at this guy man i got to go on that river raft experience with that guy he was all playing a jam and um yeah it was cool yeah it looks cool it looks interesting uh looks like an interesting uh trippy exploration slash puzzle game uh experience and you know me i like trippy stuff so uh, yeah yeah worth a shot isn't it funny how um hit and miss viveport is and let's be clear over the last year it's been more hit than miss. They've gotten way better than what they used to be. Uh, but uh, this is the second or third title today that I've heard someone say, uh, I played it on Viport and it ran great. Yeah. So, Boiling uh, Steel, I downloaded that as well. I was going to try it and didn't get a chance to, but um, I think it was driven by or somebody said it played really well um, today. So, yeah. Uh, that's music to my ears because people say Boiling Steel is pretty good. We need to uh, jump in there and check yeah. it out. Do we ever find out if they do multiplayer in that? It seems like it should be a multiplayer I game, did like not find that out. I did find out that uh, um, the next game we're going to talk about is... Uh, um, well, I guess maybe it's not the next game. I know uh, one of the games we're going to talk about is uh, multiplayer. So, Yeah. Well, um... Okay, well, before we get to the next thing, let's just go ahead and, and reiterate uh, what we've already been trying to drive home here. Fuji, another uh, PC title, another uh, great piece of content for the PlayStation VR community. Just the sort of thing that you would expect to hear in Sony's state of play. And I, I want to thank all you PC VR uh, people for, for indulging us for however long it's been. Uh, but that's going to conclude our PSVR talk for the episode. Uh, excited, Roots. I'm excited to see, uh, hopefully, a knee-jerk reaction from Sony. And hopefully they spill some beans on some of the stuff they've been working on uh, as a reaction to Oculus Quest, uh, Half-Life Alex, you know, Stormlands, all the stuff that's been going on outside the console bubble. Uh, some of that stuff has to be seeping through. And um, if they started to react to the Oculus Quest when it was announced a year ago, this is the time that you would start to 
see the results of some of those decisions uh, from way back then. So hopefully uh, Sony's coming uh, to the party with a full bag of uh, VR announcements footage, or at least give us one or two really good ones. And I'll be happy. Yeah, they got to have something because, you know, I can hear people right now already saying, well, just because these are coming out and, and they're talking about it doesn't mean they're going to announce some big um, announcement. And yeah, I agree. But the point we're trying to make is um, there's one of two options. Either they're, they're not going to talk about it at all, which they've done before. Or they're going to come out with something else. Like, why would you have these ones? Because it either something better than these or nothing you know what i mean it just to me they're not going to come out with uh it's just it's 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 one or the other it's my prediction anyway right so if they were if they were going to if they are going to cover vr uh it would make sense for them to have announced all of these things it would be wasteful just to let them leak to the press like they have over the last mm -hmm. week so like you said either they're just not going to talk about vr or they've got better stuff, and this is good stuff. So you know, do the math. Yeah. You know what I mean? Astrobot two. Astrobot two. Yes. 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 It's coming. All right. Um, population one. We learned about this week. We've been talking about this one on and off for the last couple of months. Where the hell is population one? We were supposed to get population one in twenty nineteen roots. Where the hell is it? I don't know, but I I'm, I get a little bit more worried as we go along just because uh, there's so many games that climb, and who knows how good the climbing is on this. And um, and let's be honest, the biggest thing that plagues this VR is multiplayer, on especially on these type of scales. And I, I just don't know if we're ready, um, unless it's going to be cross-platform and they're going to, you know, I mean, it, it's we live in a day where, like, even... Um, I just picked up Modern Warfare today f on the PC because I can play it with my nephew and other people on the PS4. And, like, they're they're opening it up. It's opening up like it's never opened up before in games. And so why not bring this to every platform? Let the Quest play me. Let it be on PlayStation VR. Open all of them. Bring them all together. Have an actual um, uh, pool of people, you know? Like, <laughs> let, let us play the game, dude. So... Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, yeah, the, you you mentioned at the top there really what my concern is. And for those of you who don't know, Population One is a VR battle royale title, a la Fortnite, uh, that was originally scheduled for release within this year, but unsurprisingly, has once again been delayed. Uh, it's in development by Big Box. Uh, this high-action multiplayer shooter is a title where you can climb, fly, and build in a giant open world. With cross-play on Oculus Quest and PC VR being promised uh, by the team there at Big Box. Um, so what you said really is my sentiment here is when we first learned about this and first saw it, it looked amazing. But as you know, the bar has recently been raised. The Asgard's effect is a real thing. And whereas a year ago, this might have been the best game we've ever played, I'm starting to worry 
maybe it's not going to hold up in 2020. Yeah, and who knows? Who knows what other games are coming out? And that's the thing to remember, too, is like we're talking Asgard's Wrath. We're talking Stormland. Well, what what comes out in, you know, Saints and Sinners? Like, I mean, we've got a, a Medal of Honor. Like, who knows how good Medal of Honor will be? Um, and maybe there's a, another shooter game that gets released in February that we've never heard of that's fucking phenomenal they've been working on for two years that's ahead of this one i i just i i'm just a little bit a little bit worried about it um it could be i know right. some people that have tried i know what steve bishop tried it in in the uh beta or whatever and and was saying it was definitely a game to watch or whatever so um didn't go into specifics but uh um it definitely looks like it could be good so hopefully i'm crossing fingers yeah it looks fun it looks like it has uh the kind of stuff that I find appealing about Fortnite, but it doesn't have a lot of that stupid trendy uh crap that's targeted for uh tweens. Uh let's be honest. Uh it doesn't have a lot of that stuff and hopefully that's not what this delay is. Hopefully they're not trying to uh add some mass appeal to it. Even though I would appreciate uh, you know, the effect it might would have if, if it were to catch on. I, I really don't think that uh, any game, any kind of multiplayer game in VR is going to have Fortnite level of success unless it's actual Fortnite, Fortnite VR. Yeah, that's the thing is it's the brand, you know, no, especially the younger generation. They don't want a game that's like Fortnite. I don't even want a game that's like, I don't want a game that's like Sea of Thieves. I want Sea of Thieves in VR, you know what I mean? Like, um, I'll settle for what I can get until I get it, but um, there's just certain games that they just nail what they're doing so well um, that anything would be uh, not as good, you know? As I was talking to my son today about his generation, he's 21, and I feel like like the what I call the um, the Alex effect, I guess, and, so, and without a better term, um, for his generation would be Nintendo coming out tomorrow with a VR system announcing the first Pokemon game and it on the level of Alex. And I, he even said, he said, I, I would cry. You know what I mean? Like it's that's, that, that generation was so big into Pokemon, um, just like we were into Half-Life. So... Um, and I think VR is going to start targeting certain genres one after another, and they're going to start pulling each one in. And before long, we're going to um, we're going to see it. And Nintendo will be for that generation, I think. Anyway, um, they'll get us too yeah. with Mario and stuff. But for sure, yeah, Nintendo and Sony very similar in that sense, where their uh, their their platforms are always software driven. It's always about playing those titles sony with their big ips and nintendo you know that's what we cut our teeth on that's that's why we're here talking about video games right now is because of mario yeah. you know back then uh that that's where it started well, i mean um pac-man asteroids frogger i was on that stuff too but uh, i really enjoyed atari i fell absolutely in love with nintendo and uh if if they have uh, and I know the day is going to come, it's not not if it's when it Nintendo is going to have some sort of virtual reality product, and I call it a product instead of a a headset because um, Nintendo with their hardware 
always thinks outside the box. They always do things uh, a lot differently than the other competitors competitors do. So I, I feel like they're going to have some sort of VR product, but I feel like it's probably going to be uh, different uh, in a very fundamental way. And what that way is, I have no idea, but uh, I can't wait to find out. And uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, VR is blowing up right now. As far as back to the software, um, I think we are going to start to see titles with some more mass appeal, uh, specifically on Oculus Quest, you yeah. know, because that's where the momentum is right now. That's where the people are going, whether you like it, agree with it or not. Uh, that's what people are buying right now. So uh, I think that um, uh, these types of titles that you're alluding to, uh, I think, are absolutely coming. I think they're coming to Oculus Quest. Yes, I agree. All right, so moving on to a game we heard about a long time ago. We kind of assumed that nothing ever came out of it and that it was just dead. But just today, I found out that Twin Peaks VR by Collider Games, in collaboration, of course, with Showtime and David Lynch, is set to release before the end of the wow. year. And the first launch trailer has emerged roots twin peaks vr finally it's, it's coming yeah it's uh it's like um westworld for me i've never watched twin peaks i know there was a huge huge following and i know there was like twists and turns and mind fucks and everybody was like oh my god um so i think it'd be really cool to even just go into it blind not knowing anything of it and maybe I'll be driven to go back and watch the old episodes or something or the old series um, and see what it's all about. Yeah, I'm I'm the same boat as you, man. I've never watched Twin Peaks either. I remember when it was on, I remember how popular it was. Uh, but while, while I'm not, uh, you know, a diehard Twin Peaks fan, and for those of you who are, just so you know, they're, they're loading this thing with familiar scenes Easter eggs, lots of fan service in this. Um, but while I'm not a Twin Peaks fan per se, I am a David Lynch fan, and I love David Lynch's films. Uh, you know, you've often heard me talk about the type of games I like, uh, the, these surreal uh, dreamscapes, nightmare land, where anything can happen, uh, you know, uh, and all this off-the-wall stuff does happen. Well, that, those are the kind of movies that David Lynch makes. And even though uh, I'm not a Twin Peaks fan, and even though, let's be honest, these graphics look a little bit dated. This looks like an older game. Looks like something you might find on Viport. Despite all of that, I don't need to see any of it. You say David Lynch collaborates with making a VR game? I am so there, brother. That's all it takes for me. Yeah, I mean, it looks definitely looks interesting. I mean, when that chick got her ass shocked and flung out into the universe, that looked pretty interesting. Um, it does look a little look dated, at, but, um, you know, I mean, if it's as long as they make it look good and that the puzzles are good. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people really enjoyed the Doctor Who, but if it's better than Doctor Who, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy because <laughs> um, I didn't like it. So, but uh, no, it looks like it's um, looks like there's a lot to it. So. And you get to be Sheriff Truman, yeah, uh, right? Or see him anyway. Something like that. 
All right, uh, so in addition to the trailer, some screenshots uh, can be viewed over the Steam listing, which also indicate that this title is going to be compatible with Vive, Rift, and Valve Index. It also suggests that this title is going to be an adventure uh, slash puzzle slash horror title. Uh, again, you know, David Lynch going to tie his name to it. Showtime going to put their name to it. I'm in, dude. I'm in. I don't. I, I can deal with the data graphics because I know this thing's going to be messed up, and uh, I like that. Yeah, I mean, I trust your judgment. I don't know much about David Lynch, but uh, look at that. Oh yeah, well, I see that guy's face floating at you, and that definitely is definitely bizarre enough to make me want to try it. And I like the fact that, like you said, it looks like it might be on Viveport because uh, it probably will be, and. Uh, I don't know, Viveport Infinity is turning out to be a good testing ground, you know, like maybe you want to try a game before you buy it, it comes out, you try it, you like it, and then you buy it, um, um, or you don't even have to buy it because it plays so well, but. Yeah, yeah, you can't buy everything, and especially these days, as the, the quality continues to ramp up and the prices continue to follow suit, uh, we can't we can't buy them all. So uh, that's where something like Viveport comes in handy. And whereas Viveport used to just kind of have uh, your Tornuffalos and Taco Faces and uh, stuff like that, now they're actually getting some top titles. So uh, fairly regularly, almost on a weekly basis, they're adding some big title onto it. So, um, yeah, a great deal, Viveport. And, uh, yeah, I'd be happy if uh, Twin Peaks VR... Uh, comes over there. Save me a little money. Yeah, me too. All right, moving on. This uh, this past week during the Upload VR Holiday VR Showcase, uh, we learned about a game, a new game coming up called Crunch Element. And um, wasn't very interested in this at first, Roots. It looks a little basic graphically. Uh, so obviously, this game's going to be all about the gameplay. And when I thought it was just basically a shooter uh i really wasn't interested i have enough of these games you know what i mean but uh as i'm reading here about this game um again uh crunch element vr uh they say that it's uh, very physics based and instead of revolving around the shooting this is revolved around the explosions now i don't know about you but explosions are something that I can get on board with. Yeah, especially in VR, because I can see the full impact of them, and I don't have to worry about dying in the explosion. But, uh, you know, I was thinking this kind of had that, um, kind of looked like, what was that, uh, VR Brigade kind of skin or whatever. Kind of cartoonish, but real in a sense. And um, I kind of was like you. I was like, eh, it looks okay, but... As soon as you took that bomb, stuck it on the wall, and stepped back and blew the hole in and jumped in and started shooting, um, I thought, oh my God, like this, as long as it's not just wave based and it doesn't, it seems like you're making your way through this compound. And uh, um, I think it can be really cool. You're getting different weapons, you got grenades, you got, um, looks like uh, maybe thermal um, explosives, maybe drones i mean who knows this looks really cool there it is right there the money shot pop it jump in shoot some stuff but uh, yeah it looks good yeah yeah the gunplay is pretty much going to be secondary here if what they're saying is to be believed um 
It says, this flexible explosion-centered method of playing is coined breaching by the developers uh, Black Box VR Lab. Breaching, this is a quote, breaching is a cornerstone mechanic to crunch element. Place wall charges, throw grenades, and use peculiar weapons to blow holes in walls, ceilings, and floors to crack open entry points to compounds. So this is an infiltration game. The, 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 uh, the, the, the main mechanic is the explosion, and then you're going to be clearing out these, uh, these compounds. And that's something a little bit different than what I originally thought this game was going to be. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Hopefully there's like a story to it as well, but um, I don't know. It looks pretty, so far it looks pretty good. Yeah, as with anything, it's going to come down to how the game feels and uh, how much does it cost. Yeah, well, hopefully it's not more than 20 bucks. I think that's, if it doesn't, game doesn't go over 20 bucks, I think you almost can't go wrong unless it's an hour, you know, and then it's like, ah, oh, shit, what are you doing? Uh, Looks like a, uh, you know, and uh, this is getting to become a meme. We say it so much. Looks like a pretty solid quest title, right? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, it looks like it would fit in really well. I'm sure it'll come on to quest. Um, although it does just say Steam VR. Um, all right, let me rephrase that. I'm sure the developer would love to sell it on the quest as well. Whether they have plans, I don't see why any developer would not. But um, I mean, if your team's small enough to where you're just barely able to get it on a steam and get going maybe you just take that and run and build some money and then maybe move it over eventually you know yeah well i mean it's uh what it comes down to with quest and even psvr uh it comes down to the same thing it's hard bro yeah. it's not easy the reason why pcvr is is so uh has such a vast library of games from the terrible to the to the great is because that's the easiest thing to develop for. You have unlimited resources. You don't have to uh, uh, be conservative and optimize. With PC, you can just write your code and go on. Whereas to get it to run on a console and then take it even a step further and get it to run on a mobile processor, it takes some real ability to do that and some patience and some time and especially with these uh smaller developers time isn't something that they're often afforded because they got to make money now right? yeah what do you think about the quest like a quest 2 in the next couple years with that new um snapdragon that they just announced that's supposed to be double the power or whatever like just imagine if you had a quest right now that was that new chip was in it and what they could do with it and now i know it's we're a few years away and this is speculation up the ass but um i just i think about stuff like that i just think oh my god imagine if we had that chip in there um how good and maybe they make the next quest the most comfortable headset out there you know then it would be game changer yeah, i think i think that we'll have one probably by year three i think three years is, is going to turn out to be uh, at least in the early part uh i think that's going to be a uh a, a the VR generation is three years compared to six for consoles because uh, the technology is evolving so quickly with displays, particularly uh, and not only displays, but I guess in the case of Quest, mobile processing as well. 
that yeah, I, I think that uh, uh, the the platform will fall behind if it doesn't refresh that often. But uh, I, I saw the headline that you were talking about. I did not read the article yet. Uh, I'm sure that it's probably amazing, right? Yeah, it just makes me psyched, man. We're getting, like you said, we're even because technology advances, and maybe it won't be Oculus. Maybe, you know, um, another company will come out with, you know, I don't think it'll be HTC. I'm sorry, HTC fanboys. But um, maybe, you know, uh, Index or Vi Valve will put out a, a standalone or, you know, I and just who knows, man. You know, the, 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 just because Quest just came out and they have to wait for another three years doesn't mean someone won't come out with one next year um, that blows it out of the water. That'd be awesome. I'm all for it. Valve Index on the go. Yeah. Valve, Valve Indigo. <laughs> yeah. That's what they call it. Valve Indigo. Hey, let's do it. Yeah. $10,000. Oh, shit, man. But, but. You get a copy of Half Life. <laughs> Half Life Three for free. Oh man. Oh. All right. Well, we're moving down the list quickly, Roots. We are getting down to the home stretch. Uh, Crutch Element again, another game that we saw initially, thought it was okay, and as we're learning more about it, uh, starting to take a little interest in it. Uh, this next title, I can definitively say, taking that same trend with me. Maybe not to this extent, but uh, I'm talking about Swords of Gargantua. Uh, you know, this is a game that uh, came out of nowhere for me, really. About five or six months ago, I'm thinking. Uh, this just popped up on the Oculus Store as a free-to-play beta. And I thought that graphically it looked very good, so I downloaded it. And then after I downloaded it, I started reading on it. And it was only basic arena-based melee. And that was it for me. I'm out. I don't want to play an arena melee game. Who wants to do that? Um, well, developer Yomuniko Yomuniko has uh, just released a new free DLC for Swords of Gargantua. It's called Tesseract Abyss. And uh, what this does it is a free DLC that makes this game into a roguelike. Uh, which can be done solo or roots multiplayer. Really? And what the, yeah, yeah. And what happens here is players move downwards into the abyss, fighting in these different areas that are chosen at uh, random after each stage. Each time the players clear a level, three random gates will appear. The first one brings you to the next level. The second takes you to the weapon shop so you can take all of your I guess in-game currency that you've collected and uh, an upgrade and then the uh, the third and last gate just gives you a random upgrade um, and again support single player and up to four player co-op roots uh, I pretty much have had zero interest in swords of gargantua since it released because I don't like arena based stuff normally there are exceptions. I thought Hellsplit Arena was pretty good. But uh, normally I don't like this that kind of game. Uh, so if you're going to make it roguelike, you're going to make it co-op, uh, you're going to put some actual progression into it, uh, my interest is piqued a little bit. What about you? Yeah, I want to know what this abyss is. Like, and you go down deeper and deeper, does it get, like, darker? And do the enemies get crazier? And uh, 
Um, you know, because that reminds me of like the old school, um, like Dungeons and Dragons games type of thing, where like literally that's all you do is you keep going deeper and deeper down, and it just gets more fucked up. Um, it does sound it sounds a lot better than an arena um, base. Looks like they got a lot of weapons. Um, you know, it's one of those games that um, I was curious about, but I just like you, as soon as I found out it was all melee, I was just like, yeah, I just, you know, before it was like all the melee sucked and then they started to nail the melee. And then I remembered, oh shit, I don't like melee games. Um, so it doesn't really matter how good it is. I mean, I can say, wow, this is really cool. Um, but, uh, it's just not as, I'm always going to try to be ranged. I just, I enjoy being away from enemies. Uh, so Another cool thing about this game, first of all, uh, again, this is free DLC, which is always good. Who doesn't want free DLC? Um, unless I'm badly mistaken, I'm pretty sure this is on Viport, Roots. Oh, really? Infinity? Then I definitely, I would, that means we could, I think, isn't this out now? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's out now. Free and out now. What the hell am I doing? I should be playing this. Uh, but this, of course, the um, I can't play this abyss yet. It's not out yet, right? Yeah, well, it is. Oh my god! I'm pretty sure that this uh, this dropped this past week. Oh, so what am I it's doing? It's live today. Yeah, what am I doing? I should be downloading it now instead of doing the show. Oh wait, I guess I guess I should do the show first. But um, yeah, I need to get this for sure. <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. Um, you know, even even three months ago, if you'd shown this to me, I probably would would have said so what, but. Uh, we just mentioned it a moment ago until the fall really has changed my attitude on these types of games ninja legends as well uh, uh vr has finally started to figure out how to do melee correctly no more wrist waggling thank god you can't do that anymore it doesn't work uh so my faith has been restored not only in melee but in roguelikes as well you know uh uh, used to i didn't really like roguelikes because i didn't like the sameness of it all i, I got tired of 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 looking at the same thing over and over and over again bland environments normally a cookie cutter stuff but uh again the, the recent titles until the fall being chief among them have uh, restored my faith in roguelikes or, or not restored but given me some faith for the first time ever in these types of games so uh yeah if i can play it for free why not man and play with up to three friends that's pretty uh, crucial as well yeah that's pretty cool there's not many games like this that you can actually play with um four people usually three max m most likely two um you know even carnage chronicles was what three people so right and that makes a world of difference right even like the crappiest jankiest games you can go in with your friends and have a good time yeah dude or even if it's not like a, a game that we're going to talk about on the monday show um you know even if it's random strangers you can have a lot of fun and it might be somewhat janky so yeah i, I can tell you for a fact that uh i've played with virtual strangers before and had a blast <laughs> i play with virtual strangers a lot and i uh, i have a blast for sure so all right, anyway, uh, just wanted to mention that uh, Swords of Gargantua, I've pretty much given them zero coverage since they uh, they launched. I always just kind of overlook 
their headlines because I'm not interested in their game or I wasn't until now. Yeah. So, all right, that's going to bring us to the final piece of news in this segment. And, uh, this is interesting. And now I'm noticing this more and more and more as we, uh, go along with our show. And as we get better, uh, we're starting to notice trends ahead of time and we're starting to notice titles before the mainstream does. So we'll introduce the audience to a game that we've recently discovered. And then uh, within a couple of days, maybe a little bit bigger of a YouTuber will talk about it. And then the following week, Upload VR does a, a story around it. And uh, this, this continues to keep happening. And the latest case of this was a title we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Lawn. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, this is a cyberpunk game, um, cyberpunk adventure game from Australia-based Six Sense Studios, and um, they've already had an impressive announcement trailer that we've uh, we previewed last week or the week before. Uh, but Six Sense also just released a massive nine-minute gameplay video. To show people how far along they are. You know, uh, we said it last week that, uh, you know, it's a beautiful trailer, but anybody can make a trailer look good. Uh, I wonder if the gameplay really looks like this. And uh, it doesn't. It looks better, in my opinion, than I even thought it was. I thought that this would be some, uh, uh, some mid-level indie game that's probably a year away, but it looks like it's a lot closer to to being finished than we had previously thought right? yeah the gameplay looks amazing when he jumped up on that ledge and grabbed the ledge pulled himself up and grabbed that robot and flung him over his shoulder um just the the physics in that and um it's a lot of what i do in stormland you know i'm grabbing on the ledges i'm flinging myself up i'm grabbing shit and i mean maybe not throwing them but uh um and then the fact that uh this is cyberpunk i mean um, I mean, this is one of the things, this genre, um, I'll go talking about people about video games or I'll talk about VR, but if they start to go into flat games, people could pick, pull up Cyberpunk 2077 all the time. And uh, it's a, just a big genre. And uh, it's just one of those ones that we've said in the past really isn't being hit. And now we're starting to see two, three, four, um, and I'm sure it's going to be, you know, this time next year, we're going to be doing an episode of all the cyberpunk games out there, like, you know, the Tornuffalos and stuff, uh, you know, like they just, it, it, we're, we're starting to get to them and, and, but this one looks amazing. It looks like the gameplay just looks really good. And then the, uh, um, it doesn't hurt that everything looks really good as well. Right. Yeah. It looks like, uh, it looks like they plucked the character out of Sirento and threw him into Lofa. Yeah. And then added in some Boneworks physics. And here we have this awesome adventure game. Uh, you know, Lofi just did this gigantic, you know, Kickstarter to raise all this money so that they could finally be our saviors and bring us that cyberpunk adventure in 2020. I think Lon's going to beat him to the punch, man. Yeah. Well, and maybe they can look at it and see what they can uh, improve upon, and and uh, hopefully Lon doesn't uh, 
set the bar really, really high. It looks to me like they're setting the bar really, really high. <laughs> I'm, a, I mean, I'm psyched for it, and I, I, you know, just this watching this has made me really want to try the game, and it makes me wonder too because this is like the third or fourth game, Boiling Steel, whatever it is, that are touting amazing physics and and Boneworks and Alex and. Like, I think I'm really starting to feel like this time next year, anything that isn't like realistic physics um, of this nature, um, it's going to start to feel antiquated and it's going to start to feel not as good. Um, so a lot of devs really should start, if they're not already trying to fit this into their game, this type of realistic physics um, probably should be because I think it's it's setting a standard for, for games Um thus forward well that's the promise of half-life isn't it is that it's uh it's going to revolutionize the industry it's what they always do uh and it's debatable on whether their intent's going to be to revolutionize vr or to revolutionize the larger gaming industry by introducing them to the potential of vr but uh, there's always that possibility that it does both, right? right. That it, it gives us the best VR game we've ever seen while at the same time uh, bringing in all these new players so that they can experience it too. And uh, exactly what you said, uh, you know, you know that game is going to have realistic physics in it. And every game that comes thereafter is going to want to be that game. So I think you're pretty spot on here. I think in a year that uh, these kind of physics, which seem like such an awesome feature right now, is probably going to just turn out to be something we just take for granted. Yeah, what a good time to be in VR, right? What an awesome time. It is. Oh, okay, it says you take on the role of the titular character, a former bounty hunter that takes the fight to an evil mega corporation after discovering their plans lawn mixes an assortment of physics based puzzles and travel with sword combat uh, many items in the game seem to have a physical presence and the combat sees players deflecting incoming fire with their sword grabbing and destroying drones with telekinesis and in close quarters some stabbing too yeah hopefully you can fly those cars as well because um, i'd love to do that but uh yeah, this is uh this is really um like I said, it just really makes me want to play it now. Hopefully they uh send us a key for the alpha build. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh uh but uh anyway, uh you know, we, we we talk about this game uh because it's set in a cyberpunk setting like it's some kind of a competition for lo-fi when in reality i think this is going to be a very different game than lo-fi this seems like it's going to be more of a linear story driven adventure whereas lo-fi is just this open world that has uh i don't want to say it doesn't have a story it's going to have stories it's not just going to have a central story but it's going to basically from my understanding of it lo-fi is going to be an open world cyberpunk rpg Without a main campaign, it's all side quests. Yeah, I kind of think uh, of it as like L.A. Noir of cyberpunk, and that's what. Speaking of um, lo-fi, we're going to be, um, you know, revisiting it soon, and and 
you know the alpha or the build uh, um that we got for the kickstarter and and talking about it again on a future what monday show a couple weeks or somewhere down the road uh but kind yeah. of psyched to get back in there and check it out yeah we, we've uh we actually intended a couple of weeks ago to uh check on the developer build of lo-fi and, and report on it because i keep seeing all these awesome visuals on twitter and it looks like it's really coming along uh so yeah it, we got bumped for something else game came out or something so we bumped it uh but keep an eye out for that coming up if you're interested in lo-fi uh within the next few weeks we'll probably uh, be giving it a look all right anyway uh as for lawn uh you know out of nowhere it's, it's crazy how how this happens seemingly every week now in vr uh we we want uh we want a great cyberpunk game and just out of nowhere here's a great cyberpunk game we want a great melee game out of nowhere here's a great melee game um vr is really hitting its stride on all levels from the triple a to the mid-level indies to the low-level indies they're all stepping their game up and uh i'm looking forward to this one roots i, I really a game that I didn't even know a month ago uh, is pretty high up on my list now as for uh, games that I'm highly anticipating. Yeah, mine too. And again, uh, I'm going to take full credit for exposing Lawn to Upload VR. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're welcome, Upload. Yeah. We'll see you next week when you're talking about... No, I'm just kidding. We get half of our news that we're reading off from upload vr they're clearly the uh the trend the standard yeah yeah they're the standard in the industry i'm just joking when i say uh that uh they found out about these games because i mentioned them but with that being said it is happening pretty frequently now roots that we're saying these things and we're catching them before upload and that's uh i feel pretty good yeah, about cause that because it, it just means i mean obviously we're not we tongue-in-cheek oh yeah uploads just oh shit i better check virtual strangers to so we can get our news doesn't work that way but the fact that we're coming up with what's happening weeks later tells us that we've got a good uh finger on the pulse of vr which is um it's good it's a good feeling so yeah like uh take for example theta legion remember theta, theta legion vr we talked about here uh five or six weeks ago Nobody knew who, what that was when, when we were talking about it. Everybody was kind of like, wow, that looks cool. And uh, ever since then, there's been uh, other YouTubers get early keys and do gameplays of it. And Upload did a big piece on it for their holiday thing. And uh, clearly because of us. No. Yeah. Again, that's just a joke. But, uh, but talk, let's talk about for a second about Upload VR and their, their holiday shows and all their shows. Like, are they not like the best, um, like, like hands down? It's just like every time you're like, man, this is amazing. It's crazy. Well, uh, we're still in the pre Half-Life Alex era. And what that means is, is it's difficult for studios like Six Inch Studios. It's difficult for these mid to mid tier developers to promote their games. IGN doesn't want to hear about it. You know, None of these flat game media uh, sources uh, really could even care less about 
independent VR games. So someone has to give these guys a platform and uh, it's Upload VR. They're the ones that are pushing the, uh, the industry forward by giving these developers a chance to show off their games. And if it, you know, it's such an effective tool, not only for the developer, not only for us content creators, but for the average gamer to find out about what's coming. Uh, I wish they'd do it more often. I wish they wouldn't wait for a holiday. We should get one of these every other month. You know, let's do a VR showcase and uh, show us what's going on. Uh, because again, uh, it's just, it's, it's helpful to everyone on every level. Yeah, because not the, everybody uh, can break it down or um, like the, it's just the way they do it and the writing is so good. So, yeah, so just talk about us. Talk about the show upload now that I've plugged you. <laughs> so, no, just kidding. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's going to wrap up our news segment uh, and bring us into our parting thoughts. And this one's a kind of interesting, uh, something that's been on my mind lately and it seems like every day there's some kind of a news story that feeds into the equation here. Uh, HTC has announced that they're not going to be hosting a press conference at uh, this year's CES. This is not surprising considering their current struggles on the hardware front. The head of Vive has just resigned and the Cosmos still continues to struggle amidst bad reviews. However, this past week, HTC has announced that their standalone Vive Focus Plus will support wireless PC tethering via Vive port, as well as Vive port support for Oculus Link. So Vive port continues to grow in popularity as they continue to add top new games uh, as the list of the supported hardware uh, grows. Viveport also grows and that value proposition grows and the quality of their service grows. So let's assume that both of HTC's lines of business continue on their current path, their current trend. Uh, can HTC survive as solely a software provider? Let's say their hardware tanks, they're not making enough money on selling headsets, uh, people get tired of, of, of high-priced items that aren't as good as the competitor items. Um, but Viveport, in turn, continues to improve like it has been improving and becomes this solid Netflix of VR. As it, as originally, that's what they planned on making here, right? The Netflix of VR. So let's assume they accomplish that. Roots. Can Netflix, or I'm sorry, can HTC compete with Steam, the Oculuses of the world? Can they, uh, can they become a leader uh, on that? Well, I don't know how they're still in business, dude. Like they've already shed their phone, whole phone industry. I was looking at a report on the third quarter of this year, and the third quarter, they after taxes, they lost 2.36 billion. But don't worry, they're up. This is the seventh quarter they've been up in a row. So that, and this has been going on for three, four, three years at least. 
Um, so that tells me if the seventh quarter that they've increased in a row is $2.36 billion loss, and that's better than the last, each one's gotten better for the last seven, What? how much are they losing? You know what I mean? So like even if they, they would have to shed everything they're doing right now, like today, stop, we're not doing anything but Viveport. Um, I just, I, I, the only thing I can think is somehow the Chinese government is involved. They want HTC to, and they're printing money and they're just throwing it at it because I don't know where the money's coming from, dude. And it's not, I, I realize that a lot of people say, well, it's a Chinese company and they're doing really well in China. Well, they're obviously not fucking doing well. They're losing almost $3 billion or $2.5 billion in the third quarter. Um, so, yeah, no, I don't see how they survive. I don't know why anybody would invest in anything that they have, like even the hardware, because, you know, it's you're on a ticking time bomb, dude. Like, they could go under next year, and now you have nothing, and uh, to you have no support or anything. So... Um, I just say jump off the bandwagon, you know, if you want to get Viveport for a while, that's cool. Um, I just don't, I don't, I really don't see how they, they're still in, in existence. Yeah. And Viveport's an interesting thing as well, even as it continues to, to improve and quite frankly, becoming popular with some, with a lot of players, uh, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to conceive a way that they're making profit from it. It's so cheap. That's why it's so good because it doesn't cost hardly anything. You know, they just had a year subscription for 60 bucks. That's like two games, dude. It's like they're, they're, they're saying to the player, okay, promise me that you'll buy two games from us this year. Mm-hmm. Can you make a living like that? I mean, can you support a, a big platform? like Viport making that small amount of money. And like I said, you know, I got it last year for like 30 some dollars, a year subscription. And in that year I've, uh, I've had my subscription lengthened by three months. So it's actually still going on now, even though it's been over a year. Um, in addition to that, I've gotten all kinds of games in my Viport library that they've given me free of charge uh, a bunch more even still for a dollar each. And uh, I don't know how they make money on this stuff, man. Unless they're really just ripping these devs off bad to get those games on there. I don't see how they're doing I don't it. either. And uh, there's some pretty big games. I don't know that they would be able to rip them off. I just don't, like I said, I, I as a business model, just looking at the numbers, um, it doesn't make sense. And... Uh, um, you know, and, and let's be honest, you know, HTC, when Vive came out, the original Vive, it was top level. It was revolutionary. It isn't. It's fallen off. The Pro, the only thing Vive, in my opinion, has going for it is what MAME fan loves about it right now is it's wireless. It's got the wireless adapter. It's the only native one that exists. And, uh, and yes, the Pro is, they, they, the, the headsets are good, the, the Pro and stuff, um, but the Vive is, is it. Everything about it, even the wands. Somebody was arguing with me in, on Reddit and saying, "Oh yeah, the track, the tracking things are good," and I, you know, great. That's great. You love them, but then why did HTC move away from them? Why did they move the Cosmos to locomotion? You know, they tried to hold on to it, and 
Some people like it, but more people like joysticks, you know? So right. now that I've pissed off everybody so, on five. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, th that's what this is for. These are parting thoughts. I want to know what you think, viewers. Uh, so uh, can HTC survive as just a, a software um, a software uh, platform? Or um, is their future tied to the success of Vive as a platform? Do you think HTC is going to bounce back? You can leave a comment down below, or if you want to talk to us directly, have a conversation about it. You'll find an invitation in the description to join us on our Discord page. And uh, we're there talking all things VR every day. There's always one of us in there talking uh, with the community. So uh, be sure to click the link, join our Discord, and come join the conversation. All right, with that, we're going to come into everybody's favorite segment, and that is the Monday Show. But before we get on to the Monday Show 17, I want to give you guys a little update about the 2019 show. And, of course, you all know that the 2019 show is going to be our look back at the most epic year in the history of VR. It's going to be a celebration. It's going to be a party. We've, uh, we're going to be giving out all of these uh, awards to different games and different game studios and everything great about this year. We're going to be recognizing it, but it's not going to be your standard end-of-the-year award show because we're not doing basic genres. What we're doing is we're coming up with some off-the-wall, some different kind of stuff, and many of these genres are coming from you, the audience, blown away at all the suggestions that we've gotten on our Discord uh, for genre categories for our 2019 show. And I just wanted to up you guys, update you guys on that. We're going to leave uh, the, um, the channel up to make suggestions for just a couple more days. So if you have a, a genre, if you want to contribute, uh, go into the Discord and tell us now because like on Tuesday or maybe Wednesday, we're going to pull that down and start uh, narrowing, narrowing down uh, the genres that we want to cover or the categories uh, rather, and we're going to start putting together a show. Uh, you will find by the end of the week a means for you to vote on who you should think wins. Now, we're not going to give you a multiple choice list and tell you that these are the nominees. We're just going to show you the categories and let you guys put in who you think should win. Caveat being only 2019. This isn't an all-time uh, uh, award show, which we may do in the future, but this is the 2019 show, so we're only looking for 2019 games. And uh, once again, if you guys want to help, if you guys have a genre that you want us to give an award for, go into the Discord, click on the channel that's dedicated to uh, selecting categories, and uh, go make a suggestion. Yeah, we're running out of time, uh, uh, right? You said uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, we're going to pick all the uh, um, categories, and then we'll uh, then that'll be when we switch over to the, the titles, and then uh, um, you won't have a chance to get your category in. So, Right. Right, so so get your category in now, and uh, and, and when you see the uh, categories go up next week, vote, vote. We can't promise, uh, like I'm 
like I told you last week, it's not going to be a straight democracy. But uh, if something gets an overwhelming vote from the community, obviously that's going to hold a lot of weight. And, uh, and we'll, we'll certainly recognize that. But um, also, I mean, that's not the only thing we're doing for the 2019 show. As we mentioned before, we're going to do a giveaway. Um, giveaway, a giveaway. We're going to do many giveaways. We're going to give away tons of great games. And uh, we've got quite a collection of mass, and it's uh, growing almost daily. Uh, the list of codes we've got to give away keeps growing. And um, Roots and I have talked about it, and we've decided what we're going to do here. Instead of just dropping codes into the chat, we're going to have two methods that we give the games away. One, we're going to hide them throughout the video. So if you're not able to watch live when we do the live premiere, uh, you can still win by catching uh, the episode later and having eagle eyes looking for those codes. Uh, some of them will be easy to find. Others will be difficult to find. Uh, so uh, you can win that way. The other way we, we're going to give the games away is uh, we are going to give them to, to people who are live in the chat, but we're instead of just dropping the codes out there, we're going to draw names. So uh, if you're worried about uh, one person who has the fastest fingers uh, getting all the codes, we're going to draw names, and after you win a prize, you are exempt from winning another one. So everybody gets a chance to win one. Nobody's going to win two or five or ten. Uh, it's going to be as fair as we can make it. Yep. Although I will submit a couple things. One, Wes told me he did was one another show that he watched in the past, and he caught one five days after he caught one of those hidden things. So and he thought, ah, I'm not going to get this, but he tried it and he got it. So don't think um, if you don't get it live, you're not going to get it. And um, that is where you could get more than one key because we can't stop you from seeing stuff so if you want to be mr uh um i want to scrutinize this video who knows what you could get so yeah yeah and uh you're you're absolutely right i watched uh a playstation vr a psvr without parole video a year or two years ago or something that was one of these award show type things that like we're doing uh and i won static way, well after it was published uh, the video was published. I want it. Cool. Just just because I happened to notice it, I wasn't even looking for it. But uh, I was like, "Wait, was that a code?" I took it back. That was a code, and uh, sure enough, it worked. Yeah, how exciting! Free games. I love them. All right, so that brings us to the Monday Show Seventeen. Tomorrow we have an awesome episode planned. First of all, we're going to start off by giving our impressions of death lap and by the way i did a first impressions video the very first time i ever played this game uh, i recorded it and uploaded it onto the channel you can click on that there and uh check that out but uh roots and i are going to have a little conversation about it we're going to talk about our time in death lap tomorrow and that's how we're going to kick off our episode uh roots Moving on from Deathlap, what is the other title that we are going to be speaking well, the on? The other title is uh, a little controversial right now. It just came out yesterday uh, to a uh, very, very, say, bumpy release. And uh, um, that title is Nostos. And uh, it was one of the, the titles that we said in the last week or two how 
um, excited we were to check it out because uh, it just looked so cool. And uh, I, in fact, did go into it um, a bit today, and you and I are going to go into it multiplayer tomorrow, and we're going to come back and talk about it and uh, tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, you know how the the internet can be, and uh, sometimes things get overblown. I'm not saying that that's the case here. I haven't played it. I, I will say that as excited as I have been to finally see this beautiful world that I've been seeing in all this footage, uh, I've also had a, a reserved optimism based on the footage that I saw. Basically, all of the real footage from streams that I've watched has been jittery. So, uh, is this game playable? Is it as terrible as the reviews? Is it okay? Can they fix it? We're going to address all of this tomorrow on the Monday show. We're going to go in, do the work, and uh, so you don't have yeah. to. So. Anyway, that's going to bring us to our topic. And we were thinking that, you know, there's a lot of new headsets. There's a lot of new headsets in VR, most of them being Oculus Quest. And uh, what's the first thing you do after you fall in love with VR? What's the first thing that you want to do? You want to go and tell the world. You want to show your friends and show your family. So uh, we're going to do another episode which details the uh, some of the better games to demo to new users. We've done this topic before on the channel, but there, there's a lot more than what we mentioned even then. So tune in tomorrow for the Monday show. We're going to hook you up with some of the very best titles to demo to new or prospective uh, new VR players. Yeah. So do you feel like a little jaded against um, some of the people that say like if you got a quest this Christmas and you decided, man, VR is fucking awesome. I got to show everybody. Like they get to show VR, good VR, man. They didn't get to show the fucking jank ass tech demo shit that I had to push for three years or two years. Um, it was hard, man. I mean, I guess it's good. It got me to do the podcast because <laughs> I couldn't get anybody in my real life to listen to me after they tried it. They were like, yeah, it's cool, <laughs> but dude, I don't know why you're fucking ranting and raving about this. But I don't think everybody has the foresight as us enthusiasts do. You know, we we see that the distance and we were like, oh my God, dude, I got to be in on this, you know? Yeah, I can take my headset and put it on somebody's face right now. And uh, in a single session, you know, a couple hours, I can have them play the Beat Saber demo, which came on it. They can play through the entire Vader Immortal awesomeness. Pistol uh, Whip. The, Pistol Whip they can play through. Death Lap. Mm. The Curious Tale of the Stolen Pets. and uh, The Climb. You know, that's just stuff that... The Climb. I wasn't even thinking about The Climb. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're coming out with so many so, good games, and especially for Quest. And like you said earlier, you nailed it. It's like the platform, and, uh, and it's just good title after good title. And to us as PC, and we're like, you know, Saints and Sinners and Stormland, and but, but fucking on the Quest, all these things we take for granted are just phenomenal for all these newbies. And they're just, uh, um, I hate them. Well, I don't hate them, but... I resent them a little bit. So. <laughs> no, it's awesome. It's an awesome tool. And, uh, 
Yeah, it's it's the only one of my headsets that uh, have been worn more by other people than by me, and it's not even close. I bet. You know that that's what I use it for. I use it to uh, show other people VR. My wife and daughter play it uh, a lot more than I do, even. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, that's going to wrap up our show this week, folks. Uh, what did you think? If you liked it, you know what to do. Click the thumbs up. And if you want to support our channel, if you've enjoyed our content, don't forget to subscribe and click that notification bell to keep up with all of our content here on the Virtual Strangers channel. With that said, friends, I'd like to thank you for watching. And for Roots, I'm Wes. We'll see you tomorrow, friends. Bye-bye. Take it easy.